listening to the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast, hosted by J.J. Duke, an all-access pass to Fairfield University Lacrosse. Hey, Stacks fans, welcome back to another edition of Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the men's lax season openers. They're going to be taking on St. Joseph's on February the 16th right here at Conway Field at Rafferty Stadium. I'm J.J. Duke, and joining me, as always, on the men's side, Andy Copeland. Coach, it's been actually probably close to a month since the last time that we talked. Seems like we have a lot to discuss, but at the same time, it's pretty much as you were. It's right around the corner of the season. It's almost, almost here. I've missed you, J.J. It's nice to be back, a back little, with you here. Appreciate you having me. A little tear in the eye, perhaps. It was a little emotional. It's a little one. It's a little, little, little one. Little. By the way, for those who haven't listened to uh, the previous episodes, make sure to do so with us here. You can, of course, subscribe on iTunes for the Stag Sports Network podcast on SoundCloud, of course. Search Stag Sports Network and as well here on FairfieldStags.com. The last time that we had a chance to discuss anything on the men's side was actually the Leadership Podcast. And by the way, Kendall Cahey and Brendan Quinn, two outstanding gentlemen, definitely uh, brought some good insight into things in a – you done well, and the team has done well picking them as to their uh, to the leadership group. Yeah, I'm proud of those guys for being selected captains, and I'm I'm, I'm proud of how they've handled that responsibility. And uh, they uh, they're 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 two studs. They're 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 certainly good lacrosse players, but better people. Now the question that I have for you is those uh, supposed rock band sessions that they've got going on now. Is there a coaches edition that happens every once in a while, or do you kind of just? Just knock on the door, say, guys, it's time for practice. No, not yet. I, I think back in my heyday, I might have gotten into Guitar Hero a little bit, but it's been uh, it's been a long time. So, see, that's my game. That was what I played when I was growing up. Expert level? Uh, not that good, but you know, we can wail on a couple of songs right. here and there. Yeah. Well, we got a freshman, James Corsonetti, who's pretty darn good. So, I, I think he's the early favorite for MVP. All right. As we said before, we're gonna get a couple of cameras down in there sometime, just a little bit of a POV perspective on a inside rock band. But let's get inside Fairfield Lacrosse here. Recap: Teams had two scrimmages uh, thus far coming in. One of the later teams actually start the season, but you got. A kind of a dress rehearsal this past weekend against Stony Brook. You also played BU. You and I were talking before. That was a little for them closer to their first game. So we'll focus more on the Stony Brook game on the road. Uh, what was that experience like down on the island? Yeah, well, it, it's it's nice, first of all, just for, for the team to get used to traveling. And we uh, we actually took the ferry on over to Port Jeff, so that was a pretty cool experience for the guys. And then uh, we, we just did a four-quarter four scrimmage with Stony Brook. I think we ended up tying at the end. Um uh, a, a, a reasonably good showing for us. I was proud of our guys just culturally. I thought they, they played really hard and scrappy and, and they, they attacked ground balls. Uh, and, and I was just kind of happy with the general compete level. Uh, I thought we did a pretty good job in the half field defense, a better job in the clearing game. Um, uh, you know, other areas I think certainly were still a work in progress, but that's kind of what most programs go through at this stage of their seasons. Now, what is it like in kind of a closed door scrimmage, if you will? How much is it, you know, start and stop, you know, kind of opportunities to coach within the game? Or is it really one of those where you just let the players go out there and play and then you only just make adjustments a la regular game? Yeah, we, we, we treated it more like a regular game. Now, we, we still played the large majority of our roster. I don't think we were able to play everybody, um, but uh, – but we got contributions from a lot of different guys, and uh, you know, I, I I was I was proud of certainly our freshman class. I think uh, I think part of the, the the scrimmage model is just to get those guys acclimated with with kind of just the pace and the and the, the tempo and 
um, you know, just what it feels like on game day. I thought those guys did a nice job, and then certainly the leadership from the upperclassmen I thought was uh, was stellar as well. Now, Sony Brook, I remember last year that was a difficult game for you guys here, especially that a couple of quick transition goals, pole goals in there as well. Um, I know you don't scout those so much, especially because it's a scrimmage, but did you see some improvements from last year's regular season game uh, versus just the scrimmage this year? Yeah, definitely, and honestly, you hit the nail on the head. That, that's part of Stony Brook's DNA is they do such a good job in all those gray area situations, so we tried to really eliminate the gray area and make it a half-field game, and uh, and I thought for the most part, guys kind of executed what we asked them to execute, and uh, and hence us, you know, certainly showing some defensive improvements. Now, is this the preseason has gone on we're whittling down to a couple of days before the season starts where do you think that the group has grown the most since you began this you know not the fall season but the spring season the preseason uh where have the guys gotten better in your eyes yeah, I don't know that it's any one thing that I would pinpoint. I just think it's 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 a little bit of everything. I, I mean, I think every every category has has improved. Now, now with that said, I don't know that we're at 100% in any one of the categories, but uh, but we just have improved across the board, and uh, we finally have knock on wood a uh, a, a healthy roster. We were snake bitten a little bit there with some with some early injuries. So uh, now that we have a healthy a healthy roster, we just got to make sure that the you know the combinations have as much chemistry playing with each other as, as they're going to need. Now, as we get closer, obviously, to opening day, you don't have a practice week or you don't have a preseason week. It is a game week right now. So uh, how do you snap the group into focus and saying, hey, guys, game on Saturday, this one counts. What is that going to be like, and how does the schedule lead into that game? Yeah, I mean, so we we uh, we had the guys for three hours just this morning. So we did uh, we did a little bit of film on uh, on our Stony Brook scrimmage, and we went out to the turf for about an hour, and we just did some fundamental work. And then the guys lifted with Coach Kolb for an hour, and then we just did kind of a kind of a, a you know a, a brief uh, St. Joe's intro. So it was a it was a lengthy day today. Uh, we'll see what happens with some of the expected snowfall tomorrow into Wednesday, but uh, those will kind of be the bulk of our prep days. And we've made a decision this year to really try to scale back Thursdays. So Thursdays, we're really just doing a lift day and we're doing a lot of film work, but we're trying to give the guys really a recovery day on Thursday. And then practice is not your typical walkthrough. Practice uh, on, on, on Friday, excuse me, Friday is not your, your, your typical walkthrough. You end up... Uh, you end up practicing for an hour, hour 15. But I like that model. I think the guys like the model. Um, and, yeah, we haven't really adjusted uh, how we have done things in lieu of it being game week. I think you just have to – you kind of have to stick to your model and just uh, not really show those, like, emotional ebbs and flows. Now I'm curious. If we talk about the models, what went into a decision like that changing things up? Is this something that's just brand new for this season? Or, you know, what have you kind of learned from the past, I guess, if you will, to make adjustments to fit the group uh, this year? Yeah, well, I, I think in, in the in the previous podcast that, that you and I linked up on, I, I told you I just did a whole slew of professional development during the during the last summer. And, and that's a model that a lot of college programs are going with nowadays. So I think there's just been some some – you know, uh, I guess there's a theory out there that practicing more than three or four days consecutively, you know, you kind of reach that point of diminishing returns. So we're just trying to make sure that our guys are fresh on game day. And it's certainly going to pay, you know, dividends down the road as well, especially when conference play comes around. And you don't have a team that's burnt out in April. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, keep, keep keep the guys healthy, keep them fresh, keep them excited, uh, you know, while we're continuing to, to, to balance, you know, game planning our opponent and focusing on ourselves. So now we focus on the game that's going to be at hand this weekend against St. Joseph's. Uh, for those who are able to come out to Rafferty Stadium, make sure that you do so. Start time will be at 1 p.m. And for those who cannot 
get out. We hope that you can, though, however. But if you can't, you can watch, of course, on the Fairfield Athletics Facebook Live page. We'll start streaming right around the 12.50 mark or so. Uh, St. Joe's, they're a real good story last year. Um, kind of a rocky start, 0-3. You were one of those reasons by going down there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they ran off 11 straight games last year. You don't often see runs from any team like that. But, you know, they ran through the Northeast Conference. They won the regular season title. They lost an absolute heartbreaker to Robert Morris in the championship game in overtime. But overall, this is going to be a real good test for you guys in opening day. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, their their head coach, Taylor Ray, I think he's a complete stud. And uh, uh, his teams have always played exorbitantly hard, and they, they have a great culture. They play really fast. Um, they, they have you know sound systems at both ends of the field, and they try to beat you just with culture and tempo and pace. And uh, you know they, they graduated a pretty talented senior class last year, but they have some they have some alphas stepping into some of those shoes. And uh, you know they they are one and zero right now with a win over St. Bonnie's. So we've seen that film, but I'm I'm awfully impressed with them. I think those uh, I think those guys are really good, and they're only going to continue to get better as the year moves forward. Yeah, it was a strong win for them to start the season. They played on the weekend at home against a new team in St. Bonaventure, only their second game as a program, 15-7. to A couple of things that really actually stood out for me in watching that game. Um, their face-off guy was outstanding, Zach Cole. I don't think he lost an important face-off the entire day, and that kept uh, the Bonnies on the back heels. Now, in this game, we all know face-off is so important. You get to really dictate the offense. You can kind of really change the trend of the game if you win four, five, six in a row. So watching that and especially working with the face-off guys coming into this game, you know, what's going to be the message for them? Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly need to know who he is. I mean, he's he's a freshman who has emerged on the national scene here pretty quickly. It didn't take him long at all. And I, I, I honestly, I go back to our game versus St. Joe's last year where we probably won that game because Will Fox went – whatever it was, 19 for 20 at the X. So uh, they, they certainly have addressed that, and uh, and we're going to have our hands full with the kid. I think he's a really good technician, a really good athlete, and super competitive. So uh, that's going to be, I guess, an X factor, for, for lack of a better term. But uh, that'll certainly be a battle. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, you mentioned that game last year. Will Fox was outstanding in that game. The team as a whole went 17 of 21, so pretty much emulating those numbers. Brendan Quinn got himself a hat trick. Dylan Beckwith had three assists. Taylor Strau kind of his uh, welcome to the party moment with a couple of points in that one. The extra man was also working that game as well. So is it really one of those things in this sport where if you can get on a little roll, then you can almost put a team away? And it kind of was for you guys early. It was – Halftime, I think you guys had a four-goal lead or something like that going into the break. It never seemed like St. Joe's had it in them to come back. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is a game of runs. I mean, I you know, I, I, I believe there's, you know, nothing really less important than what a scoreboard says at halftime. So you got to go ahead and play and compete for all 60 minutes. But certainly that that uh, that, that face-off uh, – is, is really important, and there's kind of a, a theory out there that the faceoff has been minimized with the shot clock. It just means you have to play defense first, but I'm not I'm, I'm not a buyer there. Obviously, if you can face off at 60 65%, then uh, that's, uh, that's certainly going to benefit your squad. Now I'm curious. You know, we've now seen a couple of games elsewhere with the shot clock. Obviously, you guys played with it in the scrimmage this weekend. So how has the group kind of adapted to, you know, this pretty big wrinkle into the game? Yeah, I mean it's it's still it's still a work in progress, frankly. I mean I uh I am a I am a big fan of it. Um 
but uh, you know, when when you see defenses that play a little bit of man zone, you have to get into your stuff. You have to identify what they're in, and then you have to get into your stuff much faster. So if if you don't do a great job on either of those ends, then all of a sudden it can stall out before you know it. You're staring at six seconds on the shot clock. You get stuck rolling the ball into the corner, and it's kind of a wasted possession. So we are still uh, we are still working through some of the kinks, but. Uh, but it certainly has brought pace back into the game, so that's a good thing. And definitely when I was watching some of these games on the weekend, you almost see the attack. You know, guys with the ball, you have to almost look around, identify, A, where the shot clock is, know exactly how much time that you have, and there's no more of these possession shots anymore. You have to go. you got to put anything on, and if anything, force rebounds, reset, and then go. But it's a lot now on the players so much these games with the shot clock because you have to identify, as you said, in a, you know, Put, make the most of every opportunity. Yeah, a, a, a thousand percent. And our guys have done a good job of that too. I think uh, you know we have we have pretty good instincts in 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 most places. So you know sometimes when it becomes a little bit convoluted, and it's kind of one of those gray area situations that I was talking about before. You got to trust your guys' instincts and intuition. I think that's one of our strengths. Now, kind of quickly wrapping up on St. Joe's and you know finishing them. You mentioned that you know they did graduate a big senior class, and they did. But you know the thing that I like about them is they've got a nice returning spine. You know you have one key starter that came back in every facet of the group and also um, they've got a great goalie in their own right and Mike Adler who can in fact change a game so knowing that he's still a young prospect but really a lot of people view him as one of the better if not one of the better goalies in the entire nation um, you know how do you kind of break that down yeah he's he, he's great I mean they're they're their specialty spots there between their their freshman faceoff guy and Adler in the cage I think they got two home runs there uh, and then they again they, they don't they don't have any any holes like I just think they're very sound is kind of how I would describe them so uh, you know we don't uh, we don't go crazy with scouting the other team's goalie I, I think then guys can kind of like you know shorten their arms when they shoot I think you just have to go ahead and kind of shoot your shot but um, but he's uh, he's a good one he certainly can be a difference maker so I think it's more about quality over uh, over quantity when it just comes to the shot volume. And kind of talking about yourself just to finish out this episode, what's going to be, obviously the results, the big goal of this, but first game of the season, as you said, the group's still certainly trying to figure out their own identity and, you know, working in their own systems. What is your hope out of this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I want us to go one and zero, and I want us to stay healthy. I mean, if 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 we can do that, I would be uh, I'd be feeling pretty good. I mean, it's been it's been far too long since we have started one and zero, so that's not that's not lost on me. Um, so uh, you know, certainly we want uh, we want to try to generate a winning result, but uh, but I want our guys just to to also walk off the field feeling like they played hard, got better, stayed together, and uh, and we're prepared to kind of take on whatever gets thrown at us this spring. And certainly, is there any sort of a message that you want to send out to the community for you know Fairfield men's across saying, hey, you know what 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 are they going to expect from this team this season, and what you hope that they're going to show, especially at home come the Saturday? Yeah, sure. Well, this is the first of what is a really really great home lacrosse schedule this spring so we 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 hope fans turn out um and i think they're going to be excited with just kind of how how hard-nosed and how uh how talented these two teams are this early in the season well coach thanks for taking a few minutes i know it's obviously a long day already i think our recording time right now on this monday is a little bit before 11 so 
Is it, an, is it nat time already, perhaps? A little siesta. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but now i got a lot of film to get through. But appreciate everything, JJ. Appreciate you taking the time, and uh, best of luck this coming Saturday. Folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Inside Fairfield Lacrosse. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on social media, and also let us know how we're doing. If you got any questions for the coaches on both sides or the players, at Stags Men's Lacrosse, or at, excuse me, at Stags Men's Lax, at Stags Women's Lax, or at Fairfield Stags. Until next time, go Stags. The Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For all information related to Fairfield Lacrosse, log on to fairfieldstags.com.